welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Um, Dad, I want to thank you so much that you love us, care for us, have a wonderful plan for our lives. You hold us together. It's just exciting. And we just ask your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and our minds to your word. Amen. Amen. So, um, in my last session, I usually talk about your destiny because everybody's like, what am I going to do at the end of my destiny? I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to talk about our destiny. But you two, fortunately, know what you're doing, don't you? Off to university or is that university you're going to as well? Yeah. Excellent. And I don't know whether you've got plans for what you're doing afterwards. Yeah. Good. Very good. So that's wonderful. I think your most organised iDestiny ever, because you usually get, don't know what I'm doing, don't know where I'm going, don't know what life means at the end. <laughs> so at least you, you lot are all organised. But I find that even though after doing iDestiny, people have this real struggle in their minds, which is, what's God's will for me? please could you tell me what God's will is I want to know God's will I want to make sure I do God's will I don't want to be not doing God's will if only I could do God's will and a lot of that comes out of teaching that there's a perfect will of God You know, as I prayed, that plan of God for you and then there's this something called the permissive will where you're not doing what he wants but he, he lets you he tolerates you doing something else and um, you know, you might spend your whole life over here doing this permissive will, and then somehow or other, one day you might get back to here. But most of the time, you you don't really know what God's will is for. And I want to try and just get rid of all of that thinking because uh, it's not helpful, and it's not really. I don't think it's where Scripture is. So, the first thing I wanted to say to you is, you are in full-time ministry just because your employer might not be the church doesn't mean that you're not in full-time ministry you are you have this wonderful opportunity to bring heaven wherever you are whatever you do okay um he's called you to make known his love in whatever venue you're in whether you're a stay-at-home mum stay-at-home dad you go to school you're at university uh you're working in a coffee shop you've got a very high powered um, job you're a, a consultant you're a, a surgeon you're a whatever the jobs are you have that opportunity to bring God's love into that venue um, most of us can look at people like uh, say Heidi Baker there she is a missionary in Mozambique doing incredible work um, and seeing that that nation coming to know Jesus is just brilliant. Or we can look at people like um, uh, Randy Clark going around the world uh, preaching about healing and miracles and seeing people get saved and being evangelists and seeing lots of people saved. Or, or your hero from Germany, Reinhard Bonnke, you know, having millions of people come to evangelistic crusades in Africa. It's stunning. And then you look at our lives and we go, much up to that, do we? And we forget that actually most of us work, the vast majority of Christians work in a nine-to-five job, whatever that job is. And we exclude it from the presence of God 
because somehow or other we're not a Heidi Baker or a Randy Clark or a Reinhard Bonnke we're not one of them they're the ones that are doing the will of God and we're just left doing our 9 to 5 jobs and I really want to turn that upside down because it's not true wherever you are the kingdom of God is wherever you are you have the chance to bring heaven into what you do whatever it is and getting that in your heads right at the beginning and realising gosh I'm following you I'm full time for you in whatever I do starts to bring some excitement to your life realising oh gosh God do you mean you're involved in civil engineering do you mean you're involved in in business meetings when you're negotiating millions of pounds do you mean you're involved in that and the answer to it is absolutely yes and later on I'll show you a, a video from uh, my work experience and I'm just trying to show you that uh, God's involved in everything that you're involved with whether it's sports or whether it's what are you going to go and learn how it's not business it's business it is business isn't it you know with whatever you've chosen to do he's had a hand in it always knew it from the beginning we had a prophecy here many years ago and the, the prophecy was of these dried leaves so if you can imagine a pile of dried leaves here and there really was or no life left in them they're all gone dry that autumn colour that autumn feeling and then a wind came and we knew that the wind was the Holy Spirit and as the Holy Spirit came and blew on these leaves it's like they moved in that swirl of the wind but what was happening was life and vitality was coming back to these leaves and then at a certain time when all of that agitation had taken place and all of that life had come into them it was as if it went boom and the leaves just went out and in this vision they went across Europe and wherever they landed fire just exploded you're part of that prophetic word he gave it to us probably 35 years ago and we're seeing it happen people like yourselves going back to your hometowns and going I'm alive with it now the presence of Jesus I know, I know, I found it and that has an impact in the communities that you go back to there's an open heaven over you you're not trying to get an open heaven you're not trying to create it it's already there he did it all for us as that song was saying as we were playing he did it all it's our choice, choice to believe what he's done and I just want to talk to you now about um, Mary the mother of Jesus because I think looking at her life we can get some real pointers as to how do I walk with him in my destiny wherever that's leading you to and of course Mary had a destiny didn't she which was to be the mother of Jesus it was a pretty big destiny uh, but she had one and she was an unheard of young peasant lady probably a young teenager and she becomes central to what God wants to do and you can see that in um, various people's lives at a certain point in their life they become central to what God's doing uh, and so Mary did and it's as if heaven steps out of heaven and comes to earth that's what we have Jesus is born God comes immaculate conception Jesus is born God comes out of heaven to earth 
And for long enough, as a church is as churches across the world, we've been trying to get people out of earth into heaven, trying to give them that ticket to get to heaven. When what God wants and really loves to do is bring heaven to earth. Uh, we haven't watched this in this sessions. Um, there's a lovely film of a town in South America called Amalgamonga, and they had a absolute revival in that small town uh, the, before it happened there was many jails in the town they had a real serious drinking problem um, although they had very good farmland their work behaviour was very poor presence of God comes, heaven comes into Amalgamonga all of a sudden they have to close the prisons because there's no no crime going on um, people are becoming happy in that wonderful relationship with Jesus wisdom is being given to them within their farming ability to the point that crops now grow in Amalgamonga and it's called the breadbasket of America and you know the crops carrots as big as your arm and as thick as your arm growing there um, and when Scientists from universities in America went down there to find out what it happened. Things like radishes that they could get one crop a year. Now, the way the farmers were working with the wisdom the Holy Spirit was giving them, they're getting four or five crops a year. And the scientists couldn't find out really why this should be happening. And the people just said, because heaven's come, Jesus has come. And we get that chance to bring heaven where you are in your sports in your business you get that chance to bring it the Holy Spirit living in us is God's plan for getting heaven out of heaven to earth Um, you know the Lord's prayer is may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's not may I get as enough people out of earth into heaven as I can it's may your will be done on earth and we get that chance to be the ones that bring the will of the Father into your business situations into your negotiations into your, the way that you run your business into the way that you run sports into the way that you see and deal with people we get that chance to bring heaven to earth your destiny involves getting heaven to earth that's what it's all about and God doesn't have this permissive will he's already put a plan in you the day that you said yes Jesus plan was it. in fact I discovered the plan was there before um, before I ever knew Jesus I had a desire to be a civil engineer I went to university it was there I got became to know Jesus but I pursued that desire on the day I became a Christian God didn't say now uh, stop that will you because that's that permissive thing you shouldn't be doing really you know just stop it no it was like go on (laughs) go on and do it and even when I tried to change it he kept saying now just get back and do your civil engineering (laughs) so you know, God doesn't have a permissive will for you. He has a plan for your life and you are not going to miss it. 
I think that's the most important thing for you to get in your head. You're not going to miss what he's got for you. So, the angel came to Mary in Luke 1, verse 26, and she becomes pregnant. Um, And Mary's response to the angel is a lot of how responses when we go, how? (laughs) If you ever get a glimpse of what your the plan of God for you is you ever get a little glimpse of it it's like how am I going to do this and you'll be in situations in your work in your life where the question how comes out of you mm. and you know if you look at yourself and what God says of you it, it also causes that how so you might have had prophetic words while you've been here in our destiny or elsewhere and if you look at them you go oh, I can't see how this is going to work I don't know how it's going to happen uh, it's like you get this how coming out of your mouth um, and if I think of June um, she hasn't been able to probably come on to this school but June Richards um quite a number of years ago now went to Brazil, she was invited to go to Brazil, we used to have some Brazilian missionaries who who lived here with us and they invited her to go to Brazil and while she was there she had a prophetic encounter um, and a guy said I've got this vision of a sword and he threw the vision of the sword across the room to her she said she caught the sword, felt this power encounter of the Holy Spirit and the words were um, Deborah arise make an army well she you know you think well wonderful encounter like that you know exactly what to do because God's come well she said for two years she just struggled what on earth does he mean raise what army how do I raise an army what does he mean Deborah raise an army I'm to clue um <laughs> I'll pause. <laughs> A little longer in the recording there. Right, so just carrying on, I was saying that June um, received that prophetic encounter in Brazil and she came home for two years struggling, knowing what to do. In fact, was she described as being very inactive. And then she went back to Brazil again for the second time. And while she was there, she saw women praying for youth and started to feel quite inspired by that, that maybe that's what God was asking her to do. Came back another year of inaction didn't know what to do, didn't know how to make it work. So that's three years now since that original word from God. Uh, And in the end, she said she had this prophecy for women to to raise up women to pray for young people. So she thought, how on earth do I do that? So she she made a leaflet and sent it out to some contacts. And the rest is history. I mean, she has women 
coordinators all around the world, Australia, Germany, America, South America, various countries who coordinate Deborah Rise in those countries to pray for youth and for a worldwide youth revival, which you're part of. And I'm using that as an example to show how timing, God doesn't seem to too fussed. We're in a modern age where everything has to be instant, you know, instant microwave meals or whatever. But he will speak and then three years go by before something happens. And so don't get too agitated with time, you know, with Jesus. He only seemed to need three years to do what he was doing. You know, he grew up till he was 30, three years of immense activity. That was it. It was enough. <laughs> so somehow God's time and ours is a bit different. Um, so what we have is that when we ask that how how is this going to work, God? You know, that's our prayer. I, I see what you're saying, but how does it work? Mary was doing the same thing. You've said that I'm going to be the mother of Jesus. Well, how is that going to work? Because it just, to me, looks impossible. It's the angel's response to Mary is the answer to us all on how. You see, the angel said that how was it going to answer in Luke 1 verses 35 and 37 it's the Holy Spirit for with God nothing is impossible that's what it said so the, the response to Mary's how is it's the Holy Spirit so the response to you how am I going to do it's the Holy Spirit that's the how how do I bring heaven to earth in my venue Holy Spirit how do I bring heaven to earth in my business Holy Spirit how do I bring heaven to earth to those students like me who never liked sport? Holy Spirit gives you that in, input, in desire, whatever. But that actual phrase that is used here for with God nothing is impossible, that's a, that's a truth, right? But it's not actually a, a correct translation. In verse 37, the correct translation is, No word from God shall be without the ability to release abilities. When God speaks, contained within his word is everything necessary for you to do what he's asking you to do. Takes all the pressure off. He's done it all. He gives the ability in you to enable you to do what he's asking you to do. So heaven opens and comes to earth with Jesus. And as we speak in agreement to what he said over our lives, as we start to declare, yes, this is who I am, this is what I do, I'm the best businessman in the Germany, because that's what he said over my life. I, I'm able to do everything that God is asking me to do within business, because that's what he said, that's what I'm doing, that's what I'm following. So, we become in line, you know, there he is, he's spoken, and we speak the same and we start to live it God's word contains within it the ability to release the ability to do what he asks you to do it always does it's the definition of grace the empowering presence of God that enables us to be all and do all that God wants me to do it's that definition of grace um, so Mary is now on the verge of a miracle the miracle of course is Jesus she's on the verge of it but she's not pregnant yet and you can ask how 
to what God's saying. How is this going to be? Like June did. How am I going to raise an army called Deborah? I don't know. How? And you can even ask why. Why, God, do you want me to do this? Now, he may not answer. He doesn't always answer. But don't respond in doubt like Zacharias did. In Luke 1, verse 18, he responded in doubt. And the result was, <laughs> he became dumb. Because he wasn't able then to speak out the negative, oh dear, this is terrible, it's never going to happen, etc. And he became dumb. So don't respond in the doubt. Respond, you can ask why, ask how. Best thing is, just join in with what he's doing. So Mary's on the verge of a miracle. So what, what's the process we've had? Angel comes to Mary. This is the initiation. Hello, Mary. You're going to have a baby. It's called Jesus. Mary's response? Fear. Oh, who are you? <laughs> Don't be frightened, Mary. So the initiation again. You're going to be pregnant with Jesus. Mary's response? How on earth is that going to happen? I'm not even married. You know, I'm a young woman. How on earth is this going to take place? I don't know. Angel's response? Holy Spirit. What was Mary's response to that? It doesn't explain anything, does it? Holy Spirit. It doesn't explain anything. Her response? Let it be according to your word. That was her response. Let it be to me according to your word. Let that response be in your heart. Let it be according to your word, God, over my life. The result? Mary's pregnant. Absolute miracle takes place. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 44. And there's no time frame given for Mary's visit to Elizabeth. And there's probably no outward sign that she's pregnant. But the result is that the baby John the Baptist that's in Elizabeth's room just does somersaults in the presence of Jesus. And of course Elizabeth then prophesies over Mary that she was going to be the mother of the Lord. I.e. a confirmation of her walking in this miracle. And it seems to me that as we walk into our desires into this uh, will of God in our lives there's multiple confirmations keep coming to us, keep going this is good, this is the way I want you to go, this is the right way keep going, however that comes through um, people speaking to you or a prophetic word coming to your life there's that reassurance coming that you're walking in the right direction but Mary learnt something also and you see in uh, Luke 2 verse 19 on the night of Jesus' birth it says that Mary kept all these things in her heart and that word things is the word rhema and which is that active word of God so what did Mary do? she dwelt on what God had said to her you are the mother of our Lord gosh even though she couldn't find any room in that inn even though uh, you know her, her husband initially was rather resistant to her even though it's like difficult to see what does this mean because never ever had it ever happened 
the way that she kept her heart in line with what God wanted to do was she meditated on the word of God to her and I don't know whether you've ever pondered about another event that happened with Mary you know Jesus is now a bit older they've had to go to Jerusalem they've been in Jerusalem and they set off home and three days later there's a panic we've lost the son of God I mean as a parent that feeling when you can't see your kid in the supermarket is the worst end. You, you're, you know you just know some, where are they? I've lost sight of them. So I do not understand America can go three days. I know that they were in a big caravan, extended family. But I do check on where my kids are. I do. They obviously didn't for three days. And it says at that point, well, you know, they go back and they find him, and Jesus says that wonderful phrase, you know, what did you think I'd be doing after my father's business? You know, <laughs> I'm quite safe here. It says again of Mary that she pondered these things in her heart, i.e., she meditated on the Word of God over her life. I'm not a failure, I am the mother of the Son of God. I've been given the privilege to bring up the Son of God. This is truth. This is what I'm believing. This is what I'm declaring. I might have not known where he was for three days, but I know where he is now. And I've been the one. You know, she ponders on the word of God. And I'd encourage you, ponder on your prophetic words. Ponder on what God has said to you. You know, just declare it out of your mouth. This is who I am. This is what God says of me. Even when it feels like at the moment, it's a long way away. I'm a long way away from that doesn't matter the whole process of the kingdom of God is we speak to those things that aren't as though they are so we just learn to do the same as what God does that's what he does there's nothing there and he speaks and it's there and we learn to cooperate with him and speak into nothing as if it is although it's real so learn to speak in your heart about what God is doing in your life Um. And that's the story, really, with Mary. She gets that wonderful privilege to be the mother of Jesus. That's some destiny, that, isn't it? And we can learn from her how we continue to walk in what God wants. But as always, as I said at the beginning, it's not like, oh gosh, it's here, and I've got to find it somehow or other, and I'm searching and searching. No, he's already put it in you. And he's already walk, walking with you wherever you go and you just cannot avoid it there will be occasions in your life when there will be specific things like June did you know raise up an army Deborah or maybe it's go be missionary in Mozambique you know, there will be specific times or there might be um, change jobs or there might be go to a different country there might be different prompts coming in your life but there's that hand of God on you all the time you can't, you can't avoid it even when you're, um, what's the word, being stroppy with him, you still can't avoid him. He's a lot bigger than you are. <laughs> okay, so that's my... Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.